Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Dan Wong's RBC Signature Rewards Visa Card. Yes, if you're traveling for work or play or your birthday in Montreal, make sure you grab Dan Wong's signature RBC Rewards Visa card. It's everywhere you want to be. Is More champagne? My- Please. <laughs> and let's get this party started. I know what I card? have. Is that my card? <laughs> oh, no. When you say, is it, is it your card? Is that the Footy Prime card? Now, this, no. is Dan's, this is Dan's personal card that he uses to buy uh, his girl's clothes for school. Oh. But he left it out on his, on his coffee table, so I went on vacation. So thank you, Dan, <laughs> and thank you, the listeners, for all the birthday wishes. Where'd you Where go on vacation? vacation? Buffalo? Have you canceled that card, Dan? No. <laughs> hey, send Shea that number Perry. to you. Some rubbin tugs in a, Montreal are going to take a screenshot. <laughs> they no rubbin tugs. credit cards, can they? When you see a $1,700 bill from Club Super 6, we, um, it was a mistake. Okay. But it was a birthday well spent. Let's put it that way. Thanks, JC. Go and enjoy yourself, pal. It's Footy Prime, the podcast. Brought to you by Dan Wong's Visa card. Hmm. Not Footy Prime's Visa card. Do we have a Visa card? We do, don't we? We do, but it's it's uh, it's the Scotiabank. Oh, right. And it's got like a $500 limit. No, yeah, 5000 Really? Yeah, safe and sound, apparently. If no way. So I yeah. can't. I can't wear a BMO shirt. <laughs> you can wear anything you want. We're not sponsored by Scotiabank. Okay, Fonzie. The IBC card. What do you make of that, by the way? It's just modern sports, isn't it? Fonzie uh, refusing to wear the CIBC sponsored Canada kit for is that, training. Is that true? Is this is this actually true? I mean, because an individual contract, I don't even think that that, that bank's got. It would have any problem with a national team contract sponsor completely different i'm not sure if it's true or not but i read a headline and i assume that it must be true so we can then <laughs> bury the player <laughs> yeah but exactly come on. and you called this ages ago that this kind of stuff was going to happen you said it you said mm-hmm. there's three or four players on the canadian national team whose 
careers are on the upswing and they're making so much money that all this Canadian contract, Canada soccer, collective bargaining agreement, they don't really care. And how can they? And who you got to play for yourself. And, you know, you, you said that. All right. Well, I'm putting it in words in your mouth, but you did mm-hmm. say that. Aren't you going to expound? No, no, I, I, I knew that was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't see it playing out where, you know, Alfonso wouldn't be wearing allegedly because I'm not sure I can believe everything we hear. I don't know. Well, yeah, and there's also a report. I think Rick Westhead reported yesterday that um, some players were not wearing the sponsor kits at a protest for everything that's going on. Ooh. But you know, again, I. Have been kind of out of the loop in this for for a bit, so he probably shouldn't go into too much detail with not having the correct facts here because it could be completely wrong. But but I mean allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, but this can happen though, right? And and we know Fonzie signed his personal deal anyway for his own sponsors, um, as he's you know is his, his rights as the a the nineteen company that owns his rights can do. We've been through that already on this show. Um, I'm just thinking other national teams. I mean, there's always going to be conflicts, right, with sponsors. More so, in fact, way more. So I, I don't see Harry Maguire, for example, not wearing the England training kit for that reason. So it may, it may all be bullshit. Yeah. And this is why right. you listen to this podcast, right, for the, the truth and the information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to stir the shit anymore, did we? Hey, well, you know we who didn't. wasn't wearing anything? We didn't. Longer? Pardon me? He was in the bathtub with Craig, I think. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was so, nude. So, Craig, I did you look great. We've just dropped a we'll say we, the the social media Thanks, department Wonger. of Footy Prime, um, discovered this picture because Craig sent it to us. Um the Kings of Anglia podcast podcast in England um had a picture of Ipswich back in the day. And then what there's five or six dudes in a tub, an old tub, old bathtub, and Craig's one of them looking yeah. ripped. Oh, he raced to get in there as well, didn't he? You could barely see his toes hanging out, but you could see a four-foot torso <laughs> hanging out of that tub. <laughs> it was only an inch deep when we got in. <laughs> Who were you in there with, Craig? Do you remember? Uh, or were they just the guy, strangers? The guy looks like you. <laughs> He met them at yeah, a club. Yeah, they're just fans. They want to trip into the dressing room. <laughs> they had a night out and got the keys to the club and said, let's go have a bath. Yeah. I like your well, accent. Well, there's Frankie Yallop, Canadian international. He's in there. Kawamia's in there, isn't um, he? Chris Kawamia is in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gavin Johnson's on the far end. Romeo Zondervan, the Dutchman. Yeah. Legend over Romeo. And uh, Mickey Stockwell's uh, look-alike, uh, like you. Good Charm. player. That Charms look alike. It's Mickey Stockwell. That's Mickey Stockwell. Yeah. It is a little bit weird, isn't it? At first, I was offended, he, then realized he actually, every, I don't think he played every position. Move. I thought you were going to say Mickey Rourke, not Mickey Stockwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 the new, the, the most recent Mickey Rourke with all the surgery. That Mickey Rourke, not the old Mickey Rourke. <laughs> he looks guy, so who's short. Guy, he looks Craig, who's this guy at the end, like looking ashamed? That's Romeo. That's Romeo. Yeah, and he's he's always he'd be like disgusted because he's Dutch, right? So he's like clean, and he's got he's like, what the fuck? We're getting into the cesspool of a bath, and there's no showers, and yeah, this is it, Romeo. So you'll see this on social media, listeners. But there's a guy in there who's basically his head dipped, and he's kind of like 
you know, squeezing the top of his nose, going, oh, my God, what am I doing in here? This is just dreadful. Maybe he's yeah. not happy with what he's working with. <laughs> oh, Romeo was a beauty. He was, yeah. Remember, we took him to this breakfast place, full full Monty breakfast in, in Ipswich. And uh, we we're like, yeah, this is brilliant. Like, you get everything and go in there. And the woman comes with his toast. And the, she's got a fag in her mouth, a smoke in her mouth. Cherry looks as though it's going to fall off, and she's delivering this toast to Romeo, and the toast falls off into some more ash, and she picks it up pretty quickly and puts it back on. And yeah, Romeo, I just remember Romeo's face like, <laughs> "Where, what are we doing here?" No, cup of coffee, you know, the old Nescafe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but those old tubs, I mean, they were a great place for team bonding, weren't they? I mean, that's well, you they just... were great. I lo- I loved them. I loved them. I was always in there. First one in. Of course you were. <laughs> and then even even at Norwich, we had like, you know, those uh, standalone tubs. You know, you'd have like four of them in a row because they didn't have, well. And the, and the match at the, uh, at the stadium, we had the big communal tub. But then at the, at the training ground, we just had four individual tubs. So whoever was in there, they knew I was coming because they could hear me. And I would just jump in anybody's bath. <laughs> Then, That's yeah. right. The guys doubled up in the singles. Yeah. Like, yeah, like either end, presumably. They were any it. of them I, ice? Were you doing ice, Jimmy, or were you doing like the, the hot ones? Oh, I was always hot. I wasn't yeah. one for the cold. <laughs> Not at all. So when were they your outlaw? No, I think they're banned from like hygiene reasons, right? And infections and all stuff like that, aren't they? I hope so. <laughs> Why? I don't think they are, though. I don't think they are. I mean, it's just a it's just a case of keeping them clean. And I know for a fact, because I used to work on the one for Ipswich when I was a youth player, I didn't do a particularly good job. <laughs> I would make sure there was all the visual scum off it, but there literally was a line of scum that I had to scrape off. Oh, it's dirty. Wasn't that the first case of syphilis you got, Jimmy, from one of those tubs? No, I never had anything, buddy. He put a clothes peg on it. No, nothing. You think there'd be like staph infections and God knows what else in in those things, right? Just take a penicillin every three months, you go. (laughs) Good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what was going on in those bags. Craig, how old were you in that picture, approximately? You look young. Yeah, I don't know, 21, maybe? 21, eh? Does it make you sad to see that? Should it? Well, hell, nostalgia. I'm just saying nostalgia, right? You know, we were back in our youth when we were great and magnificent, and then, yeah. yeah. Fast forward 40 years. Well, you know what? It is what it is. Well, we, we had the same chat yesterday, Sharms. Craig and I went out for brunch, and one of my friends had sent me songs that are 35 years old this Ooh. year. And so... Rick Astley's Forever Together, uh, you know, Together Forever. 88 then, right? Yeah. He, he was salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. Oh. Uh, push It Real Good. Like yeah. all of these ones where you're just like, oh my God. 35. Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Straight Up. Yeah. Wasn't that a great, great era? It was a great era. It really was. Yeah, Do you know it's where where music was music. Yes, <laughs> not the crap they play nowadays on those computers. Yeah. No, it was great. 
lot of nostalgia for the 80s. Great. It was a great decade to grow up in, I think. Pretty good. Amazing. In the UK, it was, you know, like um, Top of the Pops was a massive show. You know, yeah, it was awesome. Massive. Millions of people watch that every Thursday night. And uh, there was like hits every single week. Yeah. And like big bands know. too. I mean, I I, I watch mm. it every uh, BBC Two. I think it is have like this retro Top of the Pops every week, and I often watch it like from nineteen eighty seven, eighty six, whatever it was. And, and like the biggest bands in the world played that show, and they're all miming, it's all lip syncing, and they're having fun with it a lot of times. But yeah, it's like wow, like David Bowie shows up. It's like yeah. holy shit, amazing. Lip singing. Speaking of lip singing. Remember Millie Vanilli? Millie Vanilli, yeah. <laughs> now, I think they're, are they both dead now? One's dead for sure. Just the one? Millie or Vanilli? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was Fab who died. Who was that? Was it? Yeah. Millie? That, yeah, he was the lighter skinned black dude. Millie, not Vanilli. No, Vanilli yeah, would be the lightest. No, Vanilli would, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was there. I think the two of them together, it was like a, I don't think oh, it was, was their it? names. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, they looked but either way. They, they had a lot of hits. They did. My favorite, Blame It on the Rain. Blame Great It song. on the Rain. Favorite. Were they Dutch? Well, the guy singing was a uh, a studio session guy from Atlanta. And I think they were Dutch, but they came out and sang his music all the time. But they didn't sing. They didn't write those songs. Lip synced. Sorry. Yeah. They danced. Yeah. No, they got got caught. And they one time when they were singing, and then the lyrics stopped, and they didn't know what to do. It was panic mode. (laughs) (laughs) Freezing. Like when the teleprompter stops. It's when the tape cassette, because back in the day, it was that tape cassette, and it gets all scribbled up. (laughs) But you you were playing, like, top-level football in the 80s. Like, you must have been part of that scene. You oh must yeah, be out of the right clubs, hanging you out guys with the, with the right people, crushing it. Who? Jimmy's a bit younger though, right? Yeah, he was like yeah, more like an Oasis era. I didn't go there until '95. Yeah, we'll get to that era of music shortly because that that wasn't great, but there was there was some fantastic music emerging from the filth of the early '90s. But uh, Craig, yeah, you were part of that scene, right? You get going to the right clubs, uh, oh, yeah. bars, hanging with the Spice Girls, right? What, in Ipswich? West Ham, I think it was more West Ham. I guess it's more 90s, Ips- wasn't it? Ips- Ipswich had, what, one one club, one bar? <laughs> it, well, actually, they did. It, when I first got there, it was the first floor club, and it was like win, lose, or draw, we're up the floor. <laughs> were you a dancer, Craig? Did you get out of the oh, dance floor? Oh, you should see me, Dan. Unbelievable. <laughs> Look at those abs, man, in that picture. Of course he was. Like honestly, when you're six foot five, like anybody six foot five on the dance floor, I mean, you gotta be good, don't you? No, you have to be. I remember playing with Peter Crouch and we used to go out after the matches. <laughs> and he would be dancing on the floor, you have a pint, you have a smoke in his hand, and he'd be towering over everybody. And I'd be looking at him like Crouchy, you know you're not hiding, eh? He's like, I oh, know, mate. I don't know what to do. Do I get my <laughs> Was that Southampton? <laughs> no, Norwich. Oh, Norwich. Oh, yeah. he was at Norwich too, wasn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. We had a we had a lot of guys at Norwich. We had a good squad, man. Good bunch of guys. Yeah. Crouchy doesn't care though. I mean, Christ, he just doesn't. He, he doesn't care about nothing. Nope. Nope. It works out pretty well for him. 
Yeah. Um, international week. So did, did you guys enjoy international football more than club football? Or, I mean, I know we've gone through the whole Canada stuff and the struggles and challenges, right? But also how much you did love putting that shit on and meeting up with the boys. I mean, but did you prefer interna- the, the, the type of football you played internationally than you did club or was it club first? Well, I mean, international football, it was, it was special because, yeah, you, you get all the boys together. I mean, we keep in contact during the season, whatever, but it was when we got together, it was, yeah, it was always a, unbelievably good time yeah except phones cost 48 dollars a minute and you guys i'm sure you weren't writing postcards to each other (laughs) like you when you saw each other at these internationals it was the first time you'd seen each other for a while right every time yeah Mm -hmm. it's like a reunion every time pretty much yeah it was fun i think the the worst time where i was so mad was we were in austria Right. And I think a lot of the times, too, you know, when you played friendlies and you used to hate sometimes going to play a friendly because you've just been playing all season, you're going, oh, we're just going to play a friendly. But the big games you used to like, right? Whether, you know, World Cup qualifying, Gold Cup, Confederation Cup, you used to enjoy that. But the friendlies sometimes were just annoying because you're like, oh, here we go. I got to go home after the match, pack my gear, and I'm flying somewhere. We ended up playing Austria. And uh, it was a good game. We, we won, I think, 2 0. And after the match, we all went out in Vienna and we went to this cool little nightclub like you just off the high street and you go down these stairs like you're going into a subway okay we get down to the bottom we walk in and this place is just rocking rocking whole team's there we go get a little booth boys are buzzing because we just won we're all having a few drinks you know a couple hours in everybody's dancing you know beers vodka whatever it is right because everybody knew we're flying out next morning so I leave. I, I end up going to the washroom. I'm, I'm talking to one of the one of the guys that's on the other team, and I come back to the table. Everybody's gone, right? So I'm like, "Fuck, lads, thanks. That was nice to hear that." So I start walking away from the table, and I start walking up this massive staircase. Before you know it, I got six monster doormen grabbing me by the scruff of the neck. They pull me into this back room. And the guy's looking at me and the owners are saying, you pay this bill now. I said, what do you mean I pay the bill? He goes, you pay the bill. He goes, everybody left. You're the last one you pay. 1,400 euros I end up paying. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to get the shit kicked out of me. And you should have seen <laughs> Right? They just dashed. You should have seen these guys absolute monsters. Right. And I'm just looking, I'm going, I've got, I've got no option here. I'm, I'm paying or I'm dead man. So I end up paying and I'm walking down the street, right back to, back to the hotel. And I'm furious, right. You know, hands in the pockets, heads down. And why would the guys do this to me? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill somebody. Like I'm going to kill somebody when I get back to this hotel. And we're walking to the hotel and the guy's standing at the front door. He's like, Hey, you know, great game. I'm like that. Piss off. Leave me alone. I'm walking. Get to the elevator. And as the elevator door <laughs> opens up, ding. It was like walking back into another nightclub. The guys are all dancing, drinking, having a party. <laughs> I went straight to my room. <laughs> Bertie was in there. I kicked Bertie out, threw all his stuff into the thing. I just went to bed. <laughs> Pricks. Bunch of wankers. Screw me. Craig on that one? Was Craig part of that? No. No. He wouldn't have done that. <laughs> Craig, were you part of that? No. 
No, Craig would have gone splitsies too. Craig probably would have. He would have. He would have gone rest. Yeah, yeah. Very generous. <laughs> no, they love doing that and doing that. Even in England, like here, me and Frankie were out with uh, Flair Ian Atkins, great Indian. Jeez, uh, Corey Nor. If you ever go to Ipswich, <laughs> Corey Nor restaurant. So we're sitting at the front window, and Ian Atkins goes to the bathroom after dinner, and next thing you know, we're sitting there and. Me and Frank are chatting, waiting for Ian to come back from the bathroom. And he pulls out front in this car and he honks. <laughs> <laughs> Gives us a little wave inside. We're like, you fucking <laughs> oh. It's true, though. Do you think how many times you you would do a Houdini? And especially if like, all the big drinks start coming out and everybody just looking, having a little dance. I'll just go over to the dance floor. Boom, out the door. <laughs> you're, coming to train, you're coming to training on the Monday and whoever ended up paying the bill was fuming. Yeah, you didn't, didn't want to do it to you, you and you and B once. Didn't want to uh, ditch you guys. Oh, was that the bell? We went. Uh, it was that sa- same day we went and met the Toronto Star and had a Saturday drinking. You were with us. You just went home early. So yeah, did you? So you did a Houdini and left yeah, the bill. Yeah, left early. Yeah, except I'd already pain. paid for two bills because we'd already been to two bars already. <laughs> you guys make it sound like I haven't paid my way. <laughs> No, but you, I just you, left because I was Dan drunk. Dan is the, the, the master of disappearance. Oh, he did, it, he did it the other night in Patty's Day. Yeah, well, I had to because every time I tried to leave, one of Jimmy's brothers would go, Walker, you're not leaving. So I just went, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> this, he, I actually caught him out of the corner of my eye. He, was, he did the moonwalk <laughs> out of the door. <laughs> but Jimmy, What's it called? The, uh, the Irish goodbye, isn't that what it's called? Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but he told a really funny story about japan craig at the at the continental jimmy told me a fun story where well craig craig needed to a a tobacco fix at halftime so if you don't mind telling that story jimmy (laughs) (laughs) and i was fucking pissed off (laughs) we should have been two nil up all right jimmy story go where we go we're playing japan confederation cup nil nil we should have been up you're right two nil three nil and uh i go into the washroom right managers just had a team talk i get in there i'm standing at the urinal the urinal and all of a sudden i hear hey jimmy and i'm looking there's nobody in there right (laughs) and i just see the big man over top of the the, the cubicle looking at me. He goes, Hey, he goes, watch that door. Don't let anybody in. I'm like, fuck is What's going on? What do you mean? Just watch the door. He goes, my gloves are over there as well. I went, all right. All of a sudden I turn around. He's up by the vent. Having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so here's me, right? Getting ready to go out second half, holding the door. <laughs> Well, the big man's having a smoke at the vent, <laughs> standing on the toilet. <laughs> and then I'm like, are you, you done? He goes, yeah, I'm done. Help me with my gloves. <laughs> I had to put his gloves on him. <laughs> Do you know what you would have said if someone was trying to come in? What was your excuse? I would have said, excuse. Big Stacks is having a shit. <laughs> you don't want to come in here. It's not like you're going up there and they don't smell it. So, great. did you, like... I mean, I've never smoked, right? I'm not a smoker. I understand people smoke and they, they have to keep smoking. You're a, were you, how, how heavy a smoker were you at that point? 
that you needed to smoke at halftime. And did it calm you? Was it was it for a reason or just because you're a degenerate? Or yeah, probably calm me down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit of both, really. <laughs> yeah. I like a little puff. No, I wasn't I didn't smoke a lot. But it calmed you down. Yeah. I did the trick. <laughs> but, but everyone knew you but everyone knew you did it, right? I mean like you said you couldn't hide it. Yeah, I know. What would have happened if Holger had walked in and found you, do you think? He wouldn't have cared, by the way, because he he didn't hide it at all. He would smoke wherever he wanted. Yeah. He understood. We'd smoke at Upton Park, me and well, me and Viali used to smoke at Chelsea. I remember you, you and Luca Viali. We played it we played yeah. against West Ham and I remember going up the tunnel and he was having a smoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Like Jimmy, I'm like, what's up, big man? <laughs> Just puffing away. Yeah. <laughs> After the game, I'd go up to Bobby Moore stand empty. Have a sit there and chill out. You know, you do these shows, how many you want? 300, what is it now? 350. This is 358. Right. And even now we're hearing new stories. New things, eh? Like, yeah. for example, Craig used to have smoke breaks with Gianluca Viali, the legend, yeah. the late great yeah. Gianluca Viali. I mean, it may not seem cool to you, Craig, but to, I guarantee everyone listening, including myself, that is such a cool story. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really, it, the back of the bus, it fire up the big huge vent at the back of the bus and i was like oh he's like lighting up he's fucking john luca viali he could do whatever he wants he used to I'm smoke like, on the bench too didn't he did he he might have yeah yeah he was desi, desi uh, walker was a big big smoker too he really? loved to have a dart yeah loved it so a lot, lot, of, lot of guys kids you know, you know what I, i'll tell you this i remember when, when i was at bristol city when i was young and after how the young night, jimmy you say when i was young but you were like young 19 were... 19 okay yeah 19 18 19 you got there younger than that though didn't you yeah i got there. well i got there when i was 17 yeah and i remember i was just getting in the first team and you know when the after the match bus would stop you stop off and you grab your food and they go to the lcbo and they bring on like you'd have to get a you know create a beer for the guys they would all drink beer and we had this guy an australian guy named paul agostino Okay. And Paul Agostino, great player, great striker. Okay. He ended up getting a move to 1860 Munich back then when they were in the, the Bundesliga. And he loved the bevy, loved the pint. So the match was done. He went into the players' lounge, went to have a, went to have a pint. And the manager came in and had a go at him. He said, no, no, no. No pints here. It's not England. So he's like, what? I just, I just want to have a pint. He goes, no. Gets on the bus. And he goes and sits down where he sits. And you know how they got like a, a table with, a, with, with four seats, right? That's how you used to sit in the bus, right? And tables everywhere, four, four at each one. And he gets on there. And at every single table was a pack of cigarettes. So as the bus is taken off and going away, there's 20 guys smoking. And Agua wasn't a smoker. He just wanted a pint. So he couldn't get a pint. But if you wanted to smoke, he could smoke. <laughs> yeah, the guys are smoking their brains out. Yeah, but no booze, <laughs> no beer yeah. in the bus. Bernard Lama, remember that guy? He was a yeah squad member, '98 French French. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking out the old windows at Upton Park. They're 150 year old windows. Do you think anyone smokes anymore in in the top flight of the top leagues? 
Oh yeah, I you think, think still or, or vape? Yeah, yeah, vape probably. But do you think there's anyone like a Craig at halftime, a goalkeeper out there somewhere? If there is, who is it? Let's speculate. I don't know about half time, but I think I think after matches or night out, probably guys will have a puff. Let's go through it. Okay, David okay. David De Gea, smoker or non-smoker? I can see him smoking. Well, let's start with Milan Borian. <laughs> <laughs> probably a very good chance. <laughs> There's probably a very good chance he's lighting up in goal. <laughs> it would just add to the legend, I think, of, of Milan. Don't you think? I can see De Gea doing it. Um, Allison, not so much. Um, my brain's shutting down now. I'm trying to name goalkeepers for Christ's sake. It's pathetic. Jordan Eastern Pickford. European guys. I mean, David James smoked for a long time. I can see Gigi Buffon smoking. Fuck, he's 45. He's still going. I don't know. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. Fabian Bartes must have smoked. Yeah. Bartes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. French guys, French Eastern Europe, fair few, very few Italians as well. They'd have a, yeah, they'd a glass Italian, of wine Italian. and they would never overdrink, but they'd have a, a pack of smokes. <laughs> Italians would love it. I can't see Aaron Ramsdale smoking for some reason. Maybe, maybe a pint. I can see more of a pint in his hand than a cigarette. Yeah. Well, that, maybe we'll ask the listeners. Have a pint. Who's more likely to smoke in this? Most recent Premier League edition between the sticks. Who's the That's, new Craig Forrest? Steely was a smoker. <laughs> so we're getting set for these internationals: Canada against Curacao, and then Honduras at Bimo Field. No retirees. We kind of mentioned that last time. Um, are, are you surprised that Atiba hasn't hung up the boots just yet? What do you think mm. the game plan there is? I don't know. I don't blame him. Play as long if he wants to keep playing, just keep going. But yeah. I mean, he knows it's you know it's not long to go, and as long as they keep calling him, I think he'll keep showing up and be realistic. And he's still a got a role to play. I mean, I think absolutely if he's healthy. Um, I know he wasn't the best World Cup for him. I'm not sure how how healthy he was. We say but, that, but six inches six inches lower, and you would have said that was a great World Cup for yeah, Atiba. Great point, right? Yeah, like everyone would have been what a what a World Cup for a team for scoring that goal against Morocco. Yeah, that's right. You know? But I mean, is it time, Jimmy? Right. Do you we think? Did. Sorry, go ahead, Craig. Morocco were on the ropes, by the way. Yeah, Morocco were on were the ropes. They? Were they though? <laughs> were they just up and like you know we can sit back a bit here, boys? We're we're okay. It's in control. Were they really on the ropes? Okay, we'll was, go with that. Yeah, I think it was. Can we look back? Close. Yeah, Canada, Canada should have qualified for the, the round of 16. Let's go with that, shall we? It's amazing how a little bit of... The semis, what are you talking about? Semis, yeah, sorry, you're right. A little bit of distance between now and then. Yeah. Jimmy, do you though, I mean, Atiba, do you think it's time, though, when we see these 11s put out for these matches? And listen, they're big games, right? Rankings are important right now for qualification for the quarterfinals of the Nations League, and then, of course, next year, Copa America. So these are big games, but really big games coming up in September, like huge games for for Canada in particular. Do you think by that point, we're going to see Kone being given that spot in at the expense of Atiba? Is it time? Uh, look, I think with the, I think with John, I think, you know, John will be in, in contact with, with Atiba, talking to him, uh, watching him, 
asking Tiba how he is, how he's feeling. And if I'm at Tiba, I'm, I'm going to play as long as I can and get as many more games as uh, as I can for, for this national team. And I would love it. <laughs> Three times a lady. <laughs> Holy shit, Jimmy. <laughs> Couldn't turn it off the first two times, eh, Sherms? <laughs> just let it, just let it keep going. I don't know what's going oh, no. on. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> what the? Oh, you guys are messed up. So look, yeah. where I am with this. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm with, if I'm a Tiba, I would, I would want to play as long as I could and for as long as I can. And, I think if he can still do a job, then then why not? Kony, yeah, absolutely. Kony's going to be pushing hard now, trying to get get that spot, um, and because he's doing great at Watford, which is great to see. Um, mm. And eventually, yeah, he's going to be coming in. And for me, what a great player that we have to replace Atiba when the time is right. And I think you know, eventually, Atiba is going to be true to himself, and I think John's going to make that hard decision as well, and say, okay, you know, it's time time to move on. But you can, you know, there's going to be a role for him. Look, my phone's off. <laughs> Honestly, it's off. <laughs> it's not it? Sure, you just phoned him, didn't you? <laughs> Jimmy, it's not no. off though, is it? Because if it was off, it wouldn't ring. Jimmy's walking away. He's going to throw it outside. So where was he? He was talking. I got a question though. For where is where is Atiba? As far as yeah, Kone's the next guy, but it's not like there's three Kones lined up behind Atiba, right? He'd still be the second. What's he playing? Center half, center back, center I'm sorry. media. Center, center mid, mid. midfield, yeah, yeah. So he still be the if if Kone's better than him, that's one thing. But it's not like he's the third or fourth guy at center center mid, right? Yeah, like he's got a part to play, like even from the substitutes bench or something. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Like I, yeah, I, I, I mean, just, listen, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not saying I'm not for a second saying that Atiba shouldn't be in there. I, right. Maybe he's got another five years for all I know. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, at what point does John start, you know, pushing the youth through? No, I get it. I just, are we we deep enough yet? Are we deep enough that we could say, you know, hey, it's time for you to retire? I don't, I think Atiba's, like I said, six inches, six inches lower, and he's the star of uh, him and Alfonso are being fed and not just Alfonso for the, Mm -hmm. for scoring that goal, you know, a World Cup goal. So, yeah. I just think it's time. I think it's, and I, I, Atiba knows this too. At some point, you're going to give Kone a run of games. I think he's playing for Watford right now, right? Mm. He's getting some substantial minutes there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hey, Jimmy's back. Hey, Jimmy. Charm. It was Charms calling me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, honestly. Not the first time, was it? The first time, too? No, just the once. No. Oh, maybe twice. My daughter yeah. on the first one. And then Charms after that. Well, you gotta get you gotta get to pick up the call from Sharms over your daughter. Yeah, come on, it could be something important. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, what what is the biggest question then for this squad right now? Do you think, Jimmy? Let's ask you this. Uh, entering this one, big games, meaningful games. Um, we know what's coming up around the corner. Like, if you're John Herbin, what is a big question that needs to be answered? <laughs> what do you mean? What's a big question? I think it's. 
you just got to win. You have to win these games. They have to stay in that that Group A. They can't afford to drop down into the, into the B. They've got to be in that Group A because in, if they do, then they got a chance to get the, to the, the Copa America, which they want to get to. Right. They, so, they have they have set their own standards, and if they don't keep them, there's going to be knives out for them eventually. Everybody, you know, this team was absolutely lights out during the qualifying, and everybody's going to expect them to be the same, and they yeah. uh, and they probably will be, and they should be. But that's going to be the pressure now to maintain that standard and quality that they showed, really, for even big parts of the World Cup. Keep that up. Keep maintain that. Yeah, um, forget about all the fucking noise around everything else. That's for sure. I don't think they pay too yeah. much attention. And, and, and don't think for one minute these are going to be easy games against Carousel and, and Honduras. There's no chance. And it's so. And people don't realize, you know, when you know if you play in a Gold Cup and you're playing on beautiful pitches, right? Beautiful pitches, the remarkable. You go to World Cup, immaculate pitches. When it comes down now to these types of games and you're going into Carousel, you're going into the islands and Central America, and the pitches are shocking. It's terrible. You're not playing the football that you think you're going to be playing. It's mm. it's totally different ball game. And especially all these guys, like the guys that are in MLS and guys that are in Europe, you know, training on beautiful pitches, playing on beautiful pitches. When you when you go into these matches now, it's it's a different game. Until you come at home then yeah, okay, we're going to play in a nice pitch. But majority of the time, when you go down into Central America and the Caribbean, oh, the pitches are shocking. You do whatever you can to get a point or a win and get out of there. BMO Field's not that great right now, is it? Well, it'll be better than what it would be down there. See your Curacao's playing off to Canada next week? Did you see that? Argentina. What? In a friendly? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Curacao can get Argentina in a friendly. Has to be. Canada. Hello. We can get Iran. <laughs> we, well, we couldn't look at we? Yeah, yeah, but we're we dodgy. We might not show up for the game. We're too <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's our fault. Yeah. I know. I mean, they're traveling down there to, to Argentina, but so it's going to be a festival. I think actually Honduras is playing um, Argentina before then, I think, in the first game of this window, I believe. Yeah, why not? So they're getting warmed up for Canada playing against Leo Messi. All right. Good for them. Good for Honduras. <laughs> but yeah, I want to say the biggest question, though. I mean, what is... It's, it's a very similar squad, right, to, to what we're used to. And it, and so it should be. It's not as like it, it was a really old squad before. But I mean, are you, are you concerned at the back? Are you concerned in, in the midfield? Is it in goal? Where, where's the big question mark now? For me, it's still the back four, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think that back's still going to be the issue for sure. It is. I, I, I think a full backs are good. I think I'm just worried about the the center back positions. Mm. Jimmy, I heard you on uh, one soccer saying suggesting that Alistair Johnson could play a center back. Well, I think you know at a at a, at a pinch if you had to. I mean, you could put Larea right back and then bring bring Johnson inside, right? That, yeah, that accommodates best players right Richie yeah. and, and you're just yeah. really trying to get your best players on the pitch but now he can play a back four he can play a back, sorry, a back three he's played there before do you think Johnson could play in the back four in a back four could Johnson play yeah, yeah. as a as a center half for sure he could he's a he's an intelligent player he can play there if he has to not a problem especially international football yeah 
So, well, okay, so going back to that, that initial thing I asked about, did you prefer international to, to club football? Was it obvious the difference in, in quality when you suited up for Canada compared to your club teams? Well, it depends on what club and what division you're in. But, yeah, the Premier League was – yeah. I mean, the Mexicans – I mean, that Mexican team that we had during the 90s, 2000s were – well, pretty much all of them are the 15 of the top 20 players ever to play for Mexico. They were at a fantastic standard. But, yeah, there was a, there was a drop for sure. Uh, when you're playing against El Salvador and most Costa Ricans and not all of them, obviously, when you play with a yeah. couple, um, yeah. even Trinidad and Tobago, Shaka Hislop and fellow one shot from Costa Rica, Ruiz, Costa Rica. So, yeah, there was individual players, I think, on, on all the teams. You know, they had a handful that were were very good when we played against them. You know, Mexico was just dynamite when you played those games. They They were something else. Um, the states were always always good to, to play against. It was a good match, um, but that but Stacks, you're right. When you you look at the, the Trinidad squad back then, and you know they would have you know, Russell Latipi, they would have Shaka Hislop, you know Stern John, Kenwin Jones. They, yeah. they had some great players that were playing over over in Europe. Dwight York. Dwight York, you know, their, their squad was phenomenal. Jamaica had an amazing squad too because they had a lot of the British guys coming back and playing for them. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, I remember it was Sinclair and Dan Burton and they had, they had so many players that were playing over in the Premier League that were, were back and Ricardo Gardner. Uh, mm-hmm. So those squads back then when we were playing, they were decent, really good teams. Yeah. Were you surprised to see uh, Roberto Martinez in his first squad as Portuguese head coach, recalling Cristiano Ronaldo? Craig, were you, did it did it stun you? Like, what is he doing? Or are you like, well, duh, of course he's got to bring him back for his first squad. If you're going to drop him, maybe the first squad isn't the time to do it. What did you thought he was going to get binned right now? No, I didn't. I'm asking you the question. What did you think? <laughs> a question with a question? Greg's on the fence. What are you, right fucking now. stupid showman? <laughs> no, right. I'm asking you the question. <laughs> Good answer. The guy's okay, a legend. Jeez. The, the guy's a legend. There you go. And, he, and he's scoring goals. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Are you saying it's a shit league, Sharm? Yes, I'm saying it's a shit league. <laughs> it's a shit team. It's a shit league. Uh, I saw a stat the other day. They said like 14 Champions Leagues, and it was like 10 European clubs, and it had the Asian Champions League or something like that, and it had his team winning 14 of them. <laughs> Is he won yeah. again? Is he won? Has he they played in that competition out there yet? Didn't they get? I think they got knocked out, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think Al yeah. Ali or Al Halil beat oh. them. Al, 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 Al Bundy. Al, beat them. I think Al Bundy beat them, didn't he? Al Afraidy. <laughs> Al Afraidy. Yeah. Al. Al. Yeah. <laughs> Al Fuckingtons. <laughs> Some Al, Al beat him. But he's still good enough to be recalled. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not surprised because if you are Roberto Martinez, the first manager to drop in, that's a big moment, right, for that program. I guess your first squad, you don't want a distraction by doing that. 
who knows? He might come in. He might score a crap load of goals. Who are they playing? They're playing. Is it Liechtenstein or someone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's Liechtenstein, but I think it I agree. On Thursday, yeah, yeah. But it, the conversations would have happened between the two as well. It's like, what you know, what's your gig, you know, Ronaldo? Like, what do you, what do you want from the game now? What do you what do you expect? Do you expect to start? Because uh, if you do, I'm not going to fucking pick you. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you're going to play the role and get along with the guys, they're fine with you. But if you don't, they they've had enough of you. They really have. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Well, knowing him, he'll turn up and score a hat trick, right? One of those things. It wouldn't at least bit surprise me against Liechtenstein, for example, and justify his place in the, in the squad there. But it's something to watch anyway. I think it is interesting. England play Italy tomorrow. That's interesting as well. These are all Euro qualifiers, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Euro qualifiers already mm. for next that's, year. That's one thing about Ronaldo, as much as I'm a massive fan, but from a goals point of view, Messi playing in South America against those countries are all fairly strong. There's no Liechtenstein. Well, like Curacao <laughs> this weekend. But I know what you're saying from a qualifying standpoint. Yeah, from a qualifying game right? entirely. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, God, South American qualifying. Yeah. Be it for Faroe Colombia. Islands, for Christ's sake. He's gone up there and pounded about three or four in against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for any Ronaldo fans out there right now, that's Craig questioning so. his goals record. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. he scored against everybody, but when he played, and he he would show up against those games. This is Craig know. backtracking from what Sharps just said he was going to say. That's a yeah. backtrack. He's yeah, back. Exactly. I don't want to get yep. hammered because I'm a huge fan, but he should really have scored half his homer. His goals. Hey, he's like Homer in the hedge. He's like he's like he's like Wonger on Patty's Day, moonwalking out the door. <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. great. <laughs> um. So yeah, England, Italy. That's a big one. Yeah, exactly. At the Maradona Stadium. Did you hear? By the way, so Deli Ali, formerly England's golden boy, right? Or well, next big thing? He's been in Benfica most recently, failing there, falling out with the coach. He's gone off. He's, he's playing due back at training. Hasn't shown up. The coach has no idea where Delhi Ali is. Beshiktas, we... right? Sorry? You say Beshiktas or Benfica? Uh, Beshiktas. Did, did I say Benfica? Yeah, I thought you did. but I, I may have done. I meant Be- Beshiktas. So... I, might have, I got short-term memory loss, so I, just, I might... No, it's quite possible I got it wrong. Like a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone missing. Now, the last time we, we saw Delhi Ali or heard of him, he was being posted on Kim Kardashian's Instagram post hanging out with her, her kid. Now, <laughs> let's dot the dot here, dots here, shall we? So Deli Ali has met Kim Kardashian somewhere, somehow. Maybe they're friends. He's also a club he doesn't want to be at, being yelled at by the coach. And he hasn't shown mm. up to training. What do you think he's up to? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's having the time of his life what but do you, what do you think he's up to yeah yeah he's the same thing what craig was up to in that bathtub <laughs> yeah yeah right except Kim kardashian's i'll in tell there. you he's not at home playing playstation yeah. you know, I, I, I really hope i really hope water. that is what he's doing and it's not a really tragic story because then i feel terrible and we'll have to apologize next podcast but it's but there it is a curse he's... of charms there is a curse of the kardashians right like what is that? Well, Kanye West turned into a Nazi. 
Um, <laughs> uh, Lamar Odom had to go into rehab. Um, yeah. They've got a list of of former athletes or station that they turned into former athletes or former stars. So is, is curse spelt with a K? In this, yeah, Curse of the Kardashians. That'd be a great show. Yeah, actually, would be. They should make a show called Curse of the Kardashians. Follow yeah. all the all the broken souls those those right. women have put destroyed. them all in one room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big around big circle in a church basement. Circle. Hey, what are we talking about here? Well, cool. All the all the broken souls just chain like it's it's therapy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna um, be at the uh, men's game too on uh, at Honduras. The Honduras yep. game at BMO. Yep. If you see us there, buy us a beer. Yeah, just come say hi. Where are we sitting? Oh, I, I don't know yet. Say buy us a beer. <laughs> um, yeah, but that should be fun. Next week's a big week for for uh, another big week for Canadian soccer. At least some games to talk about. Anyway, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of nonsense as well off the field. It's kind of what's happening right now. Um, when is is it the twentieth? Isn't it when? Um, Nick Bontis and I think Victor Montaliani have been summoned. Now, if you're summoned, is that different from being invited? Have they got they got to appear now, right? I believe. Oh, you have to be there when you're if summoned. You're summoned. Yeah. You must yeah. be there. All right. Well, that's the twentieth, and these games the aren't until uh, well. When's the twentieth? Is that next week? No, it's the twenty-second already oh, today. Oh shit! So it is. <laughs> so when are they summoned for? This is for like April. Oh, was it April, April, April or May? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just keep saying the twentieth, and I thought you knew something I didn't no. know, and you thought it was March. No, I and it's no actually idea. the twenty-second. I yes. don't know what's happening right so now. So we're going to the Honduras game on the twenty-eighth. Is it twenty-eighth? So, okay. Yeah. So that's a Tuesday, but right. we, uh, we're talking to our friends of the, with the Voyagers, so we might go meet up with them. Our friend Carrie Ryan <laughs> flying in. We're gonna see her and our friend Amy Walsh. Will be coming in to hang dubs. out. Dubs, dubs, good old dubs. Yep. So we'll be shooting a uh, in-person podcast next week at some point. Yeah, we're gonna do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, good. Excited. Um, we should mention quickly um, UEFA Women's Champions League quarterfinals kicked off today. Chelsea beat Lyon one nil. PSG fell to Wolfsburg one nil. With some CanCon, Craig. Yeah, I watched the uh, uh, a bit of the PSG game. Well, the PSG game was which one was first? Um, I don't know. I think Olympic oh, Leon, Leon, Leon Chelsea. Chelsea. I watched that. I watched that one, and then I watched a little bit of the PSG game until halftime. It was nil nil. So the Wolfsburg. Uh, yeah, those are good sides. Champions League women's football is actually very very good, and um, those top teams. I, I actually see some of these players. And I'm. I haven't seen performances like that on Canada for a while, you know, so like this world cup's coming up and some of these players at that top level in Europe now are, they're starting to look as though they're bypassing a lot of ours. And quite honestly, like pace, the way they strike the ball, the crossing, they're even into some fantastic diagonals, possessions, good. But Chelsea could have won by more really. They were really, really good against the juggernauts of Lyon. But yesterday, uh, Bayern beat Arsenal 1 0, and uh, Barca beat Roma 1 0 as well. So, yeah, you, you know, it's, it's a valid point. We talk about it with Amy all the time how important it is for Canada right now to get their house in order because the, the gap isn't going to be shrinking, right? These, these other nations are taking it damn seriously. 
And, uh, That's yeah, right. You know, and, you, and you're looking at quality of players. I mean, and where they're going to go is where the money is. And obviously that's going to be the strongest leagues, which is right now, I'd say the, the WSL and in, in England. I don't think we've mentioned Janine Becky um, on the pod yet. I don't, I think last, last week it was still unknown. The diagnosis. Yeah. We were surmising on the Friday and yeah. Uh, yeah. Amy, I remember saying she thinks and she hopes that it wasn't, but it was exactly what she thought it was. And Craig actually deep dove into that with Alex McKechnie a little bit. The ACL injury, mm-hmm. which rules her out. Well, she's done for the World Cup, right? That's a long recovery. Well, it was, she's, that's four months away, isn't it? So it's not mm. impossible, but generally, yeah. I mean, that's to get back to full fitness. I mean, you know what, Jimmy, when your, your leg's going to go like jelly because you're not going to do any, much with it for – yeah, saying that they do get you going pretty quickly these days. You know, it's it's not as invasive as it used to be back in the day. And that, so there's very little swelling. That's the whole point. And they keep the swelling down. Your your healing will uh, will be very quick. But generally, you're sort of six six months, eight months, aren't you? I would think, Jimmy, best case. Yeah, you'd think so for the most part. To play so, at that yeah. level, like yeah. I mean, hopefully, massive, hopefully massive she's got the right people working on her. Yeah. And, and so, Craig, what was the stat that Alex shared with you about women compared to men with the ALS, uh, ACL injury? Uh, just generally the three to one. Mm. So when, yeah, I found that interesting yeah. last Friday. I listened to the podcast and uh, Amy was talking about the training methods. Um, men and women, they, they should be different, but we haven't got that far yet. <laughs> No. certainly in soccer just yet the way you, yeah the way you i i don't know you know it's, it, it, it's it's right well that's a, the thing it's just the way we're put together and it's not so much and i'd have to you know i don't want to speak for alex but he was talking about it that when they're doing everything in control is not a problem but they definitely have different angles from where their hips come in and the powers and the forces when you're out of balance then take over and then what happens is that you you can blow your knee out you see that happen all the time so it's either contact through you know an accident or contact or forces applied without and she was a little bit off balance at the time came down a little bit awkwardly so i i don't know um quads and obviously hamstring strength is is good but it still doesn't change the fact that they're three to one no matter how strong they are, it's just a, no, there is a, a way they could probably, he said about firing muscles and what muscles fire first and how you can work the hips and your core to be able to help you fire through your hips into your hamstrings and into your quads. Oh, it's very, very yeah. scientific. So I'm not sure whether or not, I mean, I just think it's, they're just, they're built differently. And, and we know this happens and it's happened in even for skiers, right? And, yeah any sort of sport whether that you know we, we need to get on the show um a, a mobility and strength coach shouldn't mm-hmm. we luckily we have one her name's amy walsh mm. according to her twitter profile <laughs> so <laughs> linkedin what's <laughs> <laughs> amy about this on friday with a special guest too right is that confirmed? well you know what's you know what's funny though sharps i looked at jimmy's linkedin and uh, he's still the coach of York United, so it's great. <laughs> oh, is he? On, on LinkedIn? 
Well, <laughs> stick around long enough. He could be like Roy Hodgson. Just get the call back. <laughs> Team stinks. Come yeah, back. Never give up, Jimmy. You got seven. What, how old are you? 40? Whatever. 40? Whatever. So anyway, yeah. he's, yeah. you got 35 years. You could be back at the helm when the club's like getting 60,000 people up at York University. <laughs> In the Transatlantic Champions League. Super mm-hmm. League. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, playing Manchester United, then, then you'll make the playoffs and get fired. I'll bring you guys in as a staff. <laughs> yeah. What's our roles? So, you, so what would our roles be? You guys you know what Craig is. What is Wonga, JC, and myself? What are our roles in, in the in the team in the club when you hire us? Well, Sharms, you're going to be the uh, therapist. No, I think you're going to be the team chef. All right, pies, sausage roll, fattest <laughs> team out there, most out of shape team. <laughs> he's a wind-up guy he'd be coming in the dressing room and just like putting on the big spiel come on there we go yeah Yeah. longer would be the the mental strength coach he'll be (laughs) telling about his days back in my days in the venue cup (laughs) i sold beer in the stands and played as cornerback this is how we did it this is how we won boys i was making two dollars every beer beer. forest force we taking care of the goalkeepers with a Zimmer frame. <laughs> smoke breaks. Hey, boys, time for a smoke break. <laughs> I don't smoke anymore. I only did that when I played. <laughs> <laughs> what um, an idiot. Uh, so, re- re- uh, just rewinding, though. We, are, we have got a guest this Friday, correct, Wonger? Yep. Claire Rustad is coming Claire out. Claire yeah. Rusty, a doctor as well. A doctor as well. We'll just let her and her mate Dubs go. And then we'll just kind of jump back in at the end. They can talk about strength and stability and that kind of stuff. Should be Perfect. an interesting chat, though. Looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, it's kind of out of our uh, our ballpark, really. Yeah, smart yeah. people. Yep, smart. Yeah, people. we're smart enough to know what we don't know. We're just going to sit back, yeah, listen yeah. to them. Maybe All right, well. Um, no Premier League games this weekend because of international breaks, but still, there's no reason not to jump on fubotv.com slash footy prime. Sign up next three months. Wonga, there's a deal, correct? Uh, there was, it just ended. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too but bad. Still, national but games still, are on there. I get every game, you almost get every game, right? Including Canada's games, yeah, yeah, Curacao all of Canada's games. You get Serie you get Liga, and you get uh, Premier Jonathan League, Jonathan David. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. You get your little games there, um, and uh, you should put some money, I would think, on these sure. games this weekend as well. I guarantee you, Canada's going to win at least one of them. I haven't seen the odds yet. We'll look at those on Friday. Yeah, fun on uh, Footy Picks. Dot ca. Dot ca. Could have seen oh, Footy Bets. Dot ca. Sorry, Footy Bets. Disappointed if they didn't win both of those. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. Even though Curacao's a tough out, according to Jimmy, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. All right. Well, that was the show. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Jimmy, you can get back to your phone call now. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on Friday with news and dubs. Until then, keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Oh, let's go. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time.